0: Hi, my name is Farron, and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. And I've said that so many times at the beginning of a podcast over the last few years that it feels, you know, weird to come back to it. But there really is. It has been really challenging for me to even consider what type of thing to share with you right now. Because, okay... I know a lot of you are not in the U S it's about 50 50 at this point for my listeners, it seems. So I'm talking about all the stuff that's happening in the United States. And there's also stuff happening everywhere in the world. I mean, I'm not ignoring that, but in the past month we've had so many crazy things happen. I just, I can't even. Yeah. All right. So that's where I am. And it led me to think what is more most important about now like what would be the questions like and honestly like I said it's been a challenge I don't necessarily think that there's any right answer so I'm just gonna talk to you about this that I have in front of me It's for times like this, which we, air quotes, have been prepping for. The we of the kind-hearted, helpful, joyous, worked-hard-to-get-here human being. I might have said spiritual, but I don't think it's really that anymore so much. Now, don't get me wrong. I do wholeheartedly believe in the whole spiritual awakening thing and expanding into ascension and all of that. I mean, I'm living that. So if I didn't believe in it, we would have a problem. However, I feel like there's a lot of limitation being placed on... um, unintentionally so, on what these things even are. Like, why said it before why call it spiritual but see that's the thing is that that we've talked about that in the episode um, spiritual versus metaphysical and so we, we you could just go back and listen to that episode it actually applies here but what I am not so keen on taking forward is this separation exclusivity the eliteness of it all there's way too much separation between people being able to break free of what they need to and finding their way into spirituality. Like that gap is becoming really big. Now, granted, a lot more people have made the leap in the past year than probably any time frame ever. Um, and you don't quote me on that because I didn't look that up like I don't don't know just (laughs) but it just seems as though as you know those initial people start making the shift there's a lot more people kind of being left behind and we were meant to be doing what we're doing all of us all of the time It's very hard to say that with so much horror in the news and around the world, which seems to be escalating us into the summer. And it's damn easy to attempt to look the part of being spiritual. But all in all, if we increase the built-in exclusivity tactics of the spiritual world and we increase the divide which is going to make it more challenging for people in the future to awaken. Now, granted people, this is just my perspective. I'm no expert in this. This is just the view that I have right now. And it's not even some kind of prediction. It's just like, let's think about this for a little bit. What happens if we leave the divide there? It's like, when you, if you did make that leap, let's say you left your religion, right? And you're like, oh my God, I just can't do that anymore. Okay, great. So you made the decision. What if there was nobody out there for you to talk to when you knew you had to make that decision? Now granted, with social media and all that, it's easier to find people. But what if somehow that was cut off? Wouldn't that have been hard? Isn't it great that you can find people out there that have already kind of done the work so that you at least know that it's possible? I mean, currently we can find basically anything we want about any cultural practice or ritual online, and we don't at all know where that info is coming from. Most of the time. The pot is so full, people are getting lost in there and giving up. I've seen people doing that. Now, they're getting lost in the misinformation, mind you, and the excess of it. And the amount of people that are buying into it because they think it's helpful because of popular culture or some you know, like, big-time TikTokers said this was the way to do it. So, you know, God forbid you think for yourself for a moment before you decide to take on an entire practice. But, hey, it's happening. So, some people might think that that's really bad. I don't necessarily think so. I think that the more that's out there that people can see the better which is completely contradictory to what i just said about the soup but what i'm pointing out is that 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 we need to increase critical thinking because no matter what there's going to be excess information because even if everybody stopped putting out information about all of this stuff it's already already out there (laughs) already already that's that's good english burn anyhow um (laughs) So do you see what I'm saying here? I am really hoping that more people are feeling free to help direct the boat a little bit, but maybe that's just me. And you know, I'm not that might sound idealistic. I am not an idealist. Um, yeah. Helpful quotes and passages. Today I'm reading from A Jack Kerouac book, the short book, The Scripture of the Golden Eternity, and they're short passages similar to Yoga Sutras, and I'm I'm sure he was influenced by that. I mean, it's fairly obvious. I'm going to read a few of them. They're short, and you'll see what I mean right away. So the very first one, did I create that sky? Yes, for... If it was anything other than a conception in my mind, I wouldn't have said sky. That is why I am the golden eternity. There are not two of us here, reader and writer, but one, one golden eternity. One, which it is that which everything is. And now I'm going to read number 11. If we were not all the golden eternity, we wouldn't be here. Because we are here, we can't help being pure. To tell man to be pure on account of the punishing angel that punishes the bad and the rewarding angel that rewards the good would be like telling the water, be wet. Nevertheless, all things depend on supreme reality, which is established as the record of Karma earned fate. And number 12. God is not outside us, but is just us. The living and the dead, the never lived and the never died. That we should learn it only now is supreme reality. It was written a long time ago in the archives of the universal mind. It is already done. There's no more to do. So, I'm going to read number 22. Stare deep into the world before you as if it were the void. Innumerable holy ghosts, buddhis, and savior gods there hiding, smiling. All the atoms emitting light inside wavehood. There is no personal separation of any of it. A hummingbird can come into a house, and a hawk will not. So, rest to be assured. While looking for light, you may suddenly be devoured by darkness and find the true light. So when I first moved to San Francisco, I used to go to City Lights all the time, and that's where I got this book. It's a little tiny pocketbook. Pocketbook. Like a purse. My grandmother used to call her purse a pocketbook. Anyhow, it's um, interesting to me because... When I got this particular one, I had already really dove into, you know, what we call spirituality. But when I first came to Jack Kerouac, I hadn't. And I really maintain that he, he can be a really good teacher for people that are not really into spirituality, but are kind of into it, you know, interested or know that maybe they know that this is more human than it is spiritual all that kind of stuff you know some of his books really are about that but just from his very unique perspective i mean everyone knows about on the road but there's a book called dharma bombs that i actually recommend to people all the time that ask me about spiritual books and they they usually don't get that one they usually look at me and they they say I asked for spiritual recommendations. <laughs> Anyhow, I just wanted to share that and um, back to our show. So, considering the people giving up, getting lost, giving up, right? Because some people are. You know they're in places where nobody around them physically are thinking for themselves maybe they're in a very religious community and they turn to the church whatever it is um, and their only access is online then every single time they leave the online community they're getting bombarded with oh how dare you and all that kind of stuff we have to realize that that's happening and, you know, I know that it's a part of the whole shebang, but yeah, what if we can decrease this list of extenuating circumstances everyone is going through, as well as the guilt by association model, and just started calling it life and living versus spirituality? So there's a lot of guilt and shame being thrown around, especially when people are starting to make choices that go against their family and friends those people need to know that there are other people out there that have done that and i think that they're finding them online you know like on tiktok and stuff like that but i just feel like there could be a more regular conversation around this and you don't even have to use the spiritual word. I mean, sure, go ahead if you want to. I like, you know, I like it myself. I use it. But I also use the word consciousness and, you know, joyful living, um, heart-centered living. These are all the same things to me. So if you're out there and you're creating a more spiritual life for yourself, you don't have to tell everyone that's what you're doing. I mean, unless you want to. Call it something else. Call it something that is relatable to people in your community. They don't need to know that it's spiritual. They just need to know that you're happy and you're trying to be healthy and you're living your life from joy. Why would they argue with that? (laughs) It's really easy to choose to do something for your health and explain it that way versus getting into the background of it because no matter what as far as I'm concerned we're all fractals of consciousness moving a body through a spiritual a spiritual experience that we call our life so I don't think we need to increase the division between the way we're trying to live you know, if some, if someone is more into Hinduism because that is their life and their culture and somebody else is Jewish, they should be able to talk about being happy and healthy. Do you know what I'm saying? But then also, if you're going to take it out into the consciousness community, we don't have to... create some kind of karmic return discussion on every level confusing the heck out of people all of the time you know it it can look possible that's why I like um, that's why I like watching these short talking videos and stuff like that Um, more on TikTok now because there's just more of them because you can really get a sense of what someone has been through and what they're trying to share on especially on the lines of consciousness. And I'm not talking about spirituality as much here because there's so much of that on there. But if you are making a shift, I just want to say pay attention to how things sound, how it feels on your body when you hear it. And if it feels funky at all, there are other people out there, okay? Just always Check in, always check in. But what if we did just call it life and living this whole spiritual community world thing doesn't even contain anything that isn't completely applicable to wellness. For example, we could just start there: health and wellness because ultimately pretty much everyone wants to live from joy. And you know what brings you joy when you really get down to it and you take away your addictions and your habits and all of that stuff that we think are good for us, but really aren't. It's joy. Joy is a frequency that you can use and maintain in your system for a really long time. You can source that as your base level. You don't have to live from a space of feeling upset as a base level. You can go there when you need to. I'm not saying ignore feelings. That's the last thing I would say. You have to feel all these things through. Otherwise, they just come forward and come forward and they muddy up your future. You don't want to do that. You want to move through all of the things you consider to be painful, traumatic, and all of that. You want to move through them fully in a completely physical way. But after a while, you find this joy and you'll want to maintain it. And the best way to maintain that is to, you know, keep your body moving. I personally have been doing fascial maneuvers. They've been extremely helpful for this specifically. But, you know, you should check them out on YouTube. Human Garage. Human Garage TV on YouTube, I believe. And um, just a side note there. One way to begin with this joy thing that I was talking about before I mentioned the Human Garage. Refine how you speak about the things you like. Do you have a like vocabulary? I didn't. I'm still building it, honestly. Honestly truly begin to build a conversation with joy it sounds super fruity unless you really like it i really like it some people have said what that's weird but it works okay so just try it out what you do is start by asking your body literally you ask your body body how would you feel joy if you don't get an answer no big deal some people don't right away Increase the connection with a physical practice. Drink more water. Get deeper breaths. Start a skincare routine. Meditation. There's so many different kinds of meditation. Outside meditation, hugging trees, feet on grass, all the different things. Start something Create it as a practice. Be a kid sometimes. Go outside and literally point out with that finger of yours, the pointer, all of the things that you see around you that you think are neat or all of the things that are your favorite color. Give yourself some time to reassociate a method of seeing what you like. While doing that, you'll notice that your body will start to feel more joyful. You'll feel lighter. You'll feel less driven by expectations and more driven by an inner heart space. This is what you're looking for. And then once you find it, you just keep going. You just keep trying. Be present enough to notice. When you feel it. Or act it. Take note. So when you have a natural reaction is what I mean. You know, maybe you're walking through the park and all of a sudden you realize that a tree blooms that you didn't know had flowers. You might have a reaction to that. Or for the first time you see a particular bird or find a rock or, you know, a particular type of stone. Something like that. Notice what it feels like. You might even write that down. In fact, take note of it. I really think it's a good idea to use that as a reminder for yourself later, especially if this is very challenging. For some people, this isn't going to be hard. They're not even going to be listening this far into the podcast. But for some of you, this is going to be hard. And I recommend that you try it multiple times a week. You could do it every day, but don't drive yourself bananas. That is not worth it. Okay. Thank you so much for listening until the end of the show. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, email me at hungryforapplespodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you for being here. Bye now.